I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on a reselling journey. We will be sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating you guys on our progress as we turn our hobby into profit. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sisters Who Posh podcast. How are you doing, Maddie? Good. How are you? Doing well. What is new with you this week on Poshmark? So it's been a little over a week since we last talked on the podcast. (laughs) And I actually went sourcing at Goodwill for the first time last weekend. It was super fun. I found a lot of things I'm excited about. Um, I actually sold one of the items today. So I was super pumped to kind of get that first sale from Goodwill. Yeah, that was your first one from buying something at Goodwill and then reselling it. Exactly. Amazing. Um, Other than that, I tried to have a sale on my closet page last week. How'd it go? (laughs) (laughs) I tried to have a three for 35 sale. Only one like bundle like that sold. So um, definitely going to tweak it next time. We're learning as we go. But (laughs) how about you? Well, I got have some very exciting news to share. I made an investment into my Poshmark business, and uh-huh. I bought a clothing rack on Amazon that I have set up in my apartment now. And it's been really fun um, taking some of the stuff I've sourced and, like, hanging it all up on the rack and, like, taking the pictures. I feel so professional. Like, yes. so, like some of the the – Poshmark resellers that we follow on Instagram. So highly recommend getting a clothing rack from Amazon, Maddie. I think it might be your next step. It might be. (laughs) You were telling me off the air that you used to just have like a chair in your kitchen that would have all the clothes sitting on it. And now it's like a little bit more organized on the rack. So yeah, because I kind of as I would buy new items um, to list, I have like a pretty set up inventory system for once I have taken pictures of things, but the problem is, um, like in the what do you do with the stuff before? Yeah, it's like pending. I'm like, I need like a. I had like a hamper going, but then we only have one hamper, and I'm like, we kind of need this for our actual laundry. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, yes, we needed like a system in place, and so I bought a little clothing rack on Amazon. It's super cute. It's like wooden bamboo kind of style. It was only $40. And we'll link it in the description. Perfect. And um, yeah, I'm really like loving it. I love, love the look of it. The only thing that I'm still playing with is, as we've mentioned before, we both live in one bedroom apartment. So where, to put, it. where to put it? <laughs> I have like two spots. Neither is I would give both of them like a three out of five rating for like <laughs> functionality, but I overall love it. So I think it's, it's good. And it's already been so much more organized. I went to Goodwill the other day and I was able to like hang the stuff up there when I got it back. And yeah, yeah that's what I've been working on here. Awesome. So today's episode is about mystery boxes. Ooh, what is that? Sounds like so intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're really going over what a mystery box is, 
how to find the perfect mystery box for you, our tips and tricks, and then our pros and cons of sourcing using mystery boxes. Some of our biggest mistakes. <laughs> We've made a lot. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then our best flip using an item sourced through a mystery box. Yes. And this episode is very exciting because this is episode will be part of an exciting two-part series that we are watching part one being mystery box sourcing and then part two is going to be thrift store sourcing so for us mostly we've just been to goodwill but it's kind of going back and forth going over the pros and cons of each but today it's all about mystery boxes so let's get into it So if you've listened to our previous episodes, um, I know that you've already went through your closet, you've listed all your clothes you've been wanting to get rid of, and now you are addicted to Poshmark. So (laughs) what's your next step? What are you supposed to list next? So this is a great strategy to source new items for your closet that you can sell for profit. So to start us off, what is a mystery box? So a mystery box is a great way to buy a bunch of items all at once. But the catch is that the actual items themselves is going to be a mystery. When you go on Poshmark, you there's, there's sellers on the Poshmark app that sell just boxes of maybe like 5, 10, 15, 20 different amounts of items. And you will know some details about the clothes. Like you might get a sneak glimpse of them or what style they are, what sizes they're going to be. But overall, the actual items in the box, you won't really know what they're going to be for sure until they arrive to you. So Mm -hmm. basically it's a way you can buy a bundle of clothes all at once that you can resell. Um, But there is a little bit of risk involved because you won't know what the actual items that you bought are until they arrive. Exactly. And usually the boxes are pretty cheap. Um, if you break it out like per item that you're getting Uh, we've also seen something called a quote-unquote not so mystery box on Poshmark where it's the same concept where you're getting a bunch of clothes all in one shipment Um, and in the not so mystery box they'll include a few pictures that kind of give you snippets of what the items might be so they might show you the tags they might show you every single item that's in the box. Um, Kind of the more they show, usually the price is a little bit higher because there's less risk involved for those. Yes. We have both used this method of buying mystery boxes from sellers on Poshmark to build our inventory. And the thing we like best about it is you can get some really good items for a really low cost of goods, which makes it easier for you to turn a profit with the items. But that being said, as we delve more into the episode, we'll go over our tips and tricks and pros and cons and and things to keep in mind for when you're sourcing a mystery box. So the first step is how do I find a mystery box? So to find a mystery box, I will type in mystery box or reseller box or just the word reseller into the search bar on Poshmark. Then I'll actually filter the listings by just in. Because I've found that filtering it that way, like not a lot of people have seen these yet. You're kind of the first to see it and there's less competition with the box. So I've had a few where I've been able to kind of like snag the box before 
maybe anyone yeah, else has seen like, it. Got a fast pass to yeah, pass and like online. maybe got a lower price than I would have if there would have been more competition. Yeah, uh, I basically do the same thing when I am sourcing for a mystery box. Um, typically, I instead of filtering you by just in, that's a really good tip though, Maddie. Um, <laughs> I would source by brand sometimes. Okay. I, I just think of a brand that I personally like shopping at that kind of goes along with the other things in my closet and um, what I would like to see more of in my closet. And I'll search mystery box and then filter by like a brand I like, like maybe Madewell, maybe American Eagle, maybe whatever it might be. Um, and then past that, I usually sort mine by price because I'm cheap. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want so. it for cheap. Yes, I'm always looking to get the best brands that I want in my closet for, like, the best price I can. So, for me, I look at those, too. Nice. So, now we'll be going over some of our tips when looking at mystery boxes and making offers on them. So, our first tip is to ask questions. We know they are called mystery boxes, so there is mystery involved. (laughs) But it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst they can say is no. So questions we like to ask, like Taylor said, um, about the brands. Like if it's not listed, what brands are included in the box? Maybe just straight up asking, does this box include American Eagle? Also, you could ask about what sizes are included and if you have any specific requests. So I saw a mystery box I really liked one time and I noticed a brand might be included that I wasn't too excited about. So I just asked the reseller if they would mind excluding that brand from the box. And that was no problem at all. I've seen other people ask too, like, let's say it's a mystery box for 30 items and they have it priced at X amount of dollars. And they're like, oh, I can't really afford that. And they're pretty firm on price. They'll be like, oh, could you do a mystery box of like 10 items? And what would you charge for that? Sometimes, I mean, it's really flexible usually with people selling mystery boxes. They're pretty willing to work around. Exactly. Um, The next tip we have, this one's very important. So Critical. Critical. If you take one thing (laughs) away from the mystery box episode, take this away. Because the most important thing for us with sourcing a mystery box that we've learned is you need to figure out how many items you're expecting to be in the box, divide it by the price you're paying and make sure you're including that shipping price. Poshmark yes. does charge seven. We need 11. to find out the, is it seven 11, seven 11 for shipping. Um, plus different States, there's different taxes or whatever. So you yes. just need to include the full cost uh, into your price breakdown per item to make sure that it's low enough for you to be able to feel as, little risk as possible and it being able to turn a profit on the box so this is a really good time for you to use a credit on that you might have from Poshmark I know when you're when you first sign up for the app you get a $10 credit if you use one of our codes shop with Maddie 27 or shop Taylor J J A E otherwise if you let one of your friends use your code you can get credit for that as well mm-hmm. and once you hit ambassador status and you're in the in the affiliate program with Poshmark you can also earn credit that way too so there's quite a few different streams to earn Poshmark credit 
And using those to purchase mystery boxes is a really great way to use that credit because that way you're able to even lower the price of your goods even more. Exactly. And like lowering the risk for the items. Yes. Our next tip is if the reseller has multiple mystery boxes in their closet that you're interested in, feel free to send an offer bundling those two boxes together because then you will save even more. That goes back to cost of goods. If you can pay just one shipping cost for multiple boxes, yes, that's going to keep your price low. Um, another tip we have is when you are picking a buyer to buy a mystery box from, look at that person's reviews um, on their page. And that way you can see how other people have felt about receiving the mystery boxes if they've had a good experience. That way you can feel even more secure in making a purchase with them too. Exactly. So if you're looking at a box that is a not so mystery box, one thing you can also do is check comps on the items that you are able mm -hmm. to see. So this is a big way we get comfortable with buying a whole box. I personally like the not so mystery boxes a lot Me better too. for this I exact think, reason. I think all the mystery boxes that I have purchased have been not so mystery boxes. I don't think I've bought a true mystery. Have you? I've bought one. Okay. It was good. So yeah, <laughs> it wasn't too scary. But yeah, the not so mystery boxes obviously are less risk and what we like to do is try to check a comp of at least one of the items that we can kind of tell what it is based on the brand and if it's like jeans or a sweater and kind of check if selling that one article will cover most or all of the costs and if it'll sell pretty quickly. And if those yeah. buckets kind of get checked off, we're more comfortable buying the whole mystery box. Yeah, especially with not so mystery box, you want to go in confident that at least from the glimpse, you can see a few of the items that it's like an insurance policy on your yeah. box that you'll get your money back on it at least. Yeah, that there's at least a few really, really good items in there that'll sell quickly. Um, it kind of takes the pressure off some of the other items then too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Tip that we have is figuring out a frequency that works for you with how often you want to be purchasing a mystery box. Um, one thing that we both think is really important is setting a budget for your Poshmark and just really sticking to it. It's really mm -hmm. easy to go on Poshmark when you're bored and search mystery boxes, find a good deal. Maybe you like a few of them and then they start sending you offers on them. So you really need to stick to your your rules for yourself as far as your budget because you do want to make sure that you're able to come out on top as far as profit and not accumulating too much inventory before your business can kind of back it up. Exactly. Yeah. I try to do it where I make sure I sell one thing from like the current mystery box I have before I start buying another one. Yeah, totally. That's a great great way to think about it so that way you never really get in the hole especially for for resellers like maddie and i we're, we do this part-time it's like kind of a side project yeah more hobby type thing for fun so definitely don't want to dig ourselves into a big financial hole buying like 20 mystery boxes when we don't really have a plan for how we're gonna or the space 
<laughs> okay, so our first pro that we have for buying a mystery box is that it is a great way to get some more inventory for your closet without even having to leave your house, without yes. even having to leave your couch, yes. without even having to leave your bed. You can be browsing on Poshmark. You can find some really good deals on some inventory for your closet. Um, and you don't even literally have to leave your house. So that's a huge pro for us, especially during with everything out going on in the world, it's harder to get out to stores safely. And, yep. um, it's been game changing to be able to get product for your closet, just sent straight to your door. Exactly. Also the mystery boxes are usually pretty inexpensive. Yes. That is definitely another pro, especially if you're using a credit. I've had really good luck at, I've gotten boxes that break down to a little over a dollar an item. <laughs> yeah. It's really low risk. Like That is so good because it's like. Basically pure profit if, of, you know, whatever you end up selling it for. Then it becomes just more of a matter of like when the items are going to sell, but it takes yeah. the pressure off you. Like you can sell the items for even. Even if you sell them for $5, like you're still making five times exactly. the of the item. Exactly. So. Um, another pro that we have for sourcing with mystery boxes is it helps you. Um, it's a quick way to get a whole bunch of items all at once, which helps you as a seller be consistently listing new items in your closet. Mm-hmm. We've seen on Poshmark again and again, it's if you're actively listing new items every day, um, you you hit the algorithm differently where it seems to attract more people to your closet. And that's what you want because then you're getting more eyes on the listings that you already had before too. Exactly. And to go with that, we've, we've had better luck selling bundles since we've been kind of sourcing a little bit more and having more options in our closet. And um, it has been a great way to like boost our sales. Yeah. It just gives more items for people to mix and match. So Maybe that person wouldn't have even come to your closet if they hadn't seen one of the mystery box items and then they buy a couple other things from your closet that were from your own personal closet, you know? Exactly. Another pro that we have is, you know, especially compared to just selling your own clothing from your own closet, mystery boxes are an excellent way to get an infusion of a variety of sizes to your closet. Yeah. Typically, if you're selling just your own clothes... Um, they're all being your size, obviously. So this is a good way to get like extra smalls or extra larges or mediums or whatever other sizes. That way you're getting, again, more people coming to your page. Exactly. Also with mystery boxes, sometimes the seller will throw in a couple bonus items that you maybe didn't know about. Yes. And this is just totally extra inventory for you that you didn't have to pay for. Um, that you can turn into profit. Totally. But that does take us into the cons a little bit, we have to say, because... Not all roses. As great as it is, yes. Like, don't get us wrong. It's great to get free inventory into your closet that you literally just are going to make pure profit on. But in our experience, when I have received bonus items in mystery boxes, it seems like it's kind of... I want to say this the nicest way possible. It seems like they're just kind of trying to dump some stuff that maybe has been hanging around in their own closet for a while. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like 
so it's exciting to get bonus items, yes, but don't get too excited because it might not be the most desirable item. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I think the ma the major con of a mystery box is the mystery aspect of it. You don't know exactly what you're getting your hands on compared to being in Goodwill where you know exactly what you're buying. You can see any physical uh, imperfections or reasons why you wouldn't buy it. Where the mystery box is, that piece is taken away from you. Yeah, totally. You're left in the dark. What can we say, you know? Um, another con is there is going to be a little bit of a delay between when you order your mystery box and when it arrives at your door, obviously shipping can take a while. Also you're waiting on the person to actually ship the box out sometimes for a few days. Yeah. Um, so you don't get that instant gratification that you do get sourcing at somewhere like a thrift store where you can literally bring those items home today and like get listing right away. If you want to, yeah. the ball's kind of in the other person's court when you buy a mystery box. Yep. The last con that we have to share is that sometimes when you buy a mystery box, you might get a mix of items from all different seasons, which might mean that you'll be sitting on some of the items for a while until it's seasonally appropriate for those items to sell. I think we mm -hmm. said in one of our previous episodes, sometimes items that are out of season do still sell uh, when you might not expect them to, but Overall, it, w it will be a factor where you might have to be hanging on to some of the items a little, little longer to get the best price. If like right now in June, you receive a mystery box where there's like a mix of swimsuits, but then there's also a mix of like sweaters, mm -hmm. um, you just might get more of a mix. I, I will say though, I have seen some mystery box sellers where they'll be like summer dresses mystery box or summer True. mystery box. So. Um, again, that's where it kind of goes back to our tip of asking them questions um, yeah. or doing your research for what you can control within a mystery box because there's always going to be the element of the mystery, right? For sure. Yeah, good things to keep in mind. So next we'll be talking about some of the mistakes we've made. And oh, yes. <laughs> you, the listener, can learn, from, learn us. from us and just be miles ahead. Yes. So one of the... One mistake that we have made with mystery boxes is sometimes, like I said, when I'm searching for brand, I'll get like super excited because I'm like, oh, I found this mystery box. It has like free people, anthropology, <sighs> made well, like some higher price point brands. And then yeah. the, the box is for a, a, such a good deal. So I'm so excited. Right. So yeah. I think with some of my first mystery boxes, I would, I'd purchase a mystery box being like, this is such a low cost of goods. I'm so excited. But when the mystery box arrived, <laughs> yes, it had free people in anthropology, but the styles were like some older labels from those brands. Um, just older. Styles. Yeah. Just maybe styles that are not on trend for like summer 2020 right now. So yeah. With that, and, and, and then I've had, too, where I, I look up these items, even if they seem in style, I look them up, and it's like, oh, this item is pretty oversaturated on the Poshmark app, like, for this mm -hmm. shirt that I got in the mystery box. Yes, it's a free people blouse, but there's, like, 70 other people trying to sell the <laughs> same free people blouse, and that is going to affect how much I can sell it for, because I can't, it's going to be way more competitive, and yeah. And also it's an indicator that maybe it's just not a style that people are 
necessarily looking for if there's that many active listings sure. on the app. So with that, you should just do the research you can, keep asking the questions that you can so you don't make that mistake to just be like starstruck by seeing the brand's name yeah. and, and getting overexcited about just the brand. People are shopping for style. They want to shop current styles. So that's yeah. my too. I think it's worth saying too, um, don't feel like there's a big urgency to be buying a mystery box. Like if you're not 100% like, you should be like confident. If it's not a yes, it's a no. <laughs> There'll always be more mystery boxes. Like there's new ones being added every single day. Yeah. I checked the just in, so like I would know. <laughs> True. Um, Maddie's keeping tabs on that. Right? I, I'm keeping tabs on it for us guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, if you're not totally comfortable, definitely hold off. If you're not getting your questions, your like non-negotiable questions answered, definitely hold off on buying that specific mystery box so our other mistake that we've learned from mystery boxes we we touched on it earlier but it's we just can't stress enough how important it is to make sure you're not spending too much on the price per item i yeah. made this mistake early on when i first bought i think the first two mystery boxes i bought it was just after shipping and i bought mystery boxes that only came with like six items mm -hmm. um and when, when you divided it out with the shipping, it was ended up being like 8 or $9 an item, which maybe doesn't sound horrible. But when I was looking at the resale value for some of these, it's like after Poshmark takes its cut mm -hmm. and what these items are currently selling for now when I'm checking comps, it's like I would maybe be making like maybe like $3 off the item yeah. if I'm lucky. And I might even have to just like break even on the item. Yeah. Um, it just makes it riskier. Like you want to, you want to be like Maddie where you're paying $1 per item in the mystery box if possible. <laughs> or I think for me, it's like three or four, $5. Yeah. Then if, then I have a goal of like, you know, at least being able to double my money on it. But at some of these mystery boxes and some of the items that I have in my closet currently, it's like, I really set myself up to have to wait for that right buyer in order to get the profit off the item that I'm looking for. Exactly. Because if you think about it too, I mean, you can get really good stuff at Goodwill for like eight or nine dollars and you'll be able to see exactly what it is and feel really comfortable. So if that's yeah. the price point the mystery box is at, so, I mean, unless on an item where you have, are buying it sight unseen is risky. <laughs> yeah, it's just an extra risk and we're pretty risk adverse. So that's just something we're not totally comfortable with. All right, this is getting to be a bummer. Let's turn this around. <laughs> let's share our the past best the flips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's leave the past behind us, you know? So right now we want to share our successes that we have had with mystery boxes because there's a reason why we keep buying them and why we yeah. do love them so much when we do them right. Yeah. So Maddie, what is the best item that you've purchased from a mystery box that you were able to flip for a profit? So I bought a mystery box using a credit. Um, it was the box that I was able to get the items for like a dollar and change. I think it was like 126. It broke out to 126 so an item. It was crazy. It was good stuff. And um, I was so excited when it arrived. Everything was really high quality. And I took the pictures that day, got them all listed that night, and woke up in the morning to an offer on one of the, it was like a gap dress. It was really cute. I was kind of sad. It was one of those where I was hoping I'd be able to have like a chance to wear it before <laughs> it sold. And it's yes. Gone. 
it was this really cute um, gap dress and it sold for like full price. She didn't like, I didn't send her an offer. We didn't like talk. She just like sent me a full wow. price offer of $20, which paid back like the That's price of the whole the box. box. <laughs> yeah. So it made me feel really like confident. Like, okay, like one item sold, like the whole risk of the whole box is kind of now gone. Anything else I sell is kind of just pure profit for me. Yes. So that was really encouraging and definitely a reason why I keep looking at mystery boxes and researching and buying them. Awesome. For me, I one of the mystery boxes I bought, I think it was one of the ones where I had got some like free people items in the box and I was super excited. Yeah. And when I broke it down, um, each of the items in the box was $4. So I, had, I listed all the items from the box and it was definitely not as fast as you where it was the next morning, but it was within like maybe two or three days. Yeah. I sold one of the tops for $26 and just like nice. you, I didn't pay $26 for the whole box. So yeah. For us, that's like what we're looking for in a mystery box is to yeah. be able to uh, pay for the whole box with one item. Cause then it's like every single thing else in the box I can just sell and everything's profit from that point on. Yeah, and if so, the other stuff then takes a little bit of time, I really am not that concerned. As long as I do have room physically in my apartment for the stuff, I'm yeah. not as concerned about sending like really low offers and like willing yeah. to wait. I think once when you've been sitting on the items for a while and it's like, oh, none of these items are really moving, yeah. that's when you would start maybe accepting a lower offer than what you would really want to take for the item. So it yeah. totally takes that pressure off to be able to like – just know that the items are all paid for now and anything else is just profit. Exactly. So I think that wraps up our mystery box segment of today. Please let us know in the comments if you have any questions about mystery boxes or if you'd like to share your best flip with us. Yeah, or any even mistakes you've made, yeah. lessons you've learned, tips that you have. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, tips and tricks and advice that you have that we have not learned yet. So we would love to learn yeah. from you. Yeah, exactly. So we've talked a lot about our June goals in the last couple episodes. So let's get a little update. And then we are right at the end of June here. So we want to set some goals for what we'll be aiming for in July. Yes. So Taylor, how, what's going on with your goals? Yes. So I made a goal at the beginning of June that I wanted to make $250 a week in June or $1,000. I had high hopes. And <laughs> as we stand today, we do have, I think, five days left in June. Um, yeah. Just at $428. So fell pretty short of my goal there but I'm still honestly that's a lot better than what I was expecting adding it up in my head so yeah I'm ex I'm so happy with that um my other goal was to get up to 200 active listings I think yeah. I really underestimated how hard it is to just consistently get new items listed and be sourcing new items constantly to get to that number to double my active listings so yeah. I'm going to still keep trying to get to 200 listings, but um, it, it's hard, when, especially like you are selling items at, while you're bringing new items into your closet. Exactly. So it's it's really hard to get that number to, you really have to list a lot. To right. Get it to go yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so 
It's crazy. Um, what, okay. So Maddie, where did you end up on your June goals? So I set a new goal for myself last week of making eight more sales during the month of June. Okay. Basically for a week. We had two weeks left at that point. And I've sold six items since last time we recorded. So I feel pretty good. That's only two more items um, to sell this month to hit that goal. So I think that was a pretty conservative goal. Um, And while we've been recording the podcast, I think you have someone who's seeming like they're interested in an item. So it might even be seven by the end of recording here, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got someone on the hook. (laughs) TBD. (laughs) Very exciting. So looking at July, um, like we said, we're both new to Poshmark. So every month we're trying to dial in our goals and and keep, keep constantly improving our Poshmark closets and our profit. So for our goals for July, I think one thing I want to focus on is updating my description listings. This has been (laughs) something Maddie and I talk about because she roasts me because I am a little bit lazy when it comes to writing the descriptions for my listings. She'll she'll literally write, great condition. That's it? That's it. Like, okay, what? I know, I know, it's really bad. And all the all the people that resell like full time and and really know their yeah. stuff all recommend. They're like, you need to. This descriptions are everything. You need to be using like every key buzzword to describe the item, so it helps with searchability. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girls we follow on Instagram, Recloth Collection. Yeah, she posted this week like a before and after of like her descriptions from when she first started and then her descriptions now and like the importance of it and that really inspired me because I'm like oh my gosh my descriptions are like so the before and especially they're like worse than the before (laughs) so that's something I want to go in and now that I am more caught up with the items that I have to list and I I do have a why I do have enough items I think available in my closet that I don't need yeah. to make that as much of a focus. So I do want to now spend the time, go back through my active listings and like, you know, find those keywords, make it, make them more searchable. Maybe that'll be the difference maker. Nice. That's a good goal. My other goal I think is sales. I know I set the goal for a thousand <laughs> in June and we all know that I didn't make it. I was too ambitious. Um, <laughs> but I made 1100 right. in May. And then yeah. I'm, you know, on track to maybe end right under 500 here. So I think for July, I'm going to try and make 750. I'm going to rate, I'm going to lower it a little bit to be a little more realistic, but I Meet do want to work middle. consistently ramping things back up. And, you know, I think my descriptions might help. So I'll yeah. keep you posted. Nice. What are your goals for July, Maddie? So my goals for July, I, June was my first full month on Poshmark. So I feel like I have a little bit better data now to make a a sales goal for July. So my sales in June were, are at um, 218 right now. I might have someone on the hunt. So that might go up even. It's probably going to (laughs) skyrocket any second here, people. There are a few (laughs) days left. So hoping to get that up a little higher. Um, but I'm feeling really good about that. I think I can do even more in July though. So I think I'm, 
all of my goals so far have been a little bit you know too easy and too boring so I you're think playing I'm gonna... it safe and you're gonna call your shot for July yeah yeah so I think <laughs> I'm gonna say it now I'm gonna hit 350 for July sales that's my main goal I'm gonna focus on Woo-hoo. and I think um also just like a side kind of goal is to relist four items every day when I don't have new stuff to list um just to kind of keep my closet fresh and like get new eyes on my items um to kind of clear out I would love to clear out a little bit more of my like personal items that I have listed to kind of free up some space to get new items so that's kind of my goal to get there in case some listeners may not know, uh, relisting items, basically, that just helps because then you appear in that just in search. Yeah. Um, so if you've had an item that's been sitting around for a while and maybe isn't getting as much attention, um, you might want to relist it, just copy the listing and then repost it. That way, um, you, it gets like a fresh chance at life with all the people looking at it, <laughs> it appears at the just in. And I think a couple times we've relisted something that has been sitting around for a while and then it has sold like like right away yeah 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 so definitely helps you do like it takes away all of the people that previously liked your item so if you have a couple people on the hook for that item you don't really want to relist it yet so it's kind of like a debate of like are any of these people gonna buy yeah, if or should been, I relist? The item here should be is like, yes, it might have a lot of likes, but if they liked it like two months ago, a while I'm, ago, I'll, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think they're coming back. So. <laughs> <laughs> you you might be better off relisting it to get some fresh, exactly fresh new customers looking at it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, my goal is four relists every day that I don't have any like new new listings to do. Awesome. Well, sounds like. We had our work cut out for us in July here, <laughs> but we will report back next week with our episode on part two of sourcing thrift stores. Woo! Goodwill. I'm going to pop some tech. That's such a classic <laughs> joke. <laughs> thrift stores, but... <laughs> had to be said. It had to be said. I, I just tried to not say it, but I had to. Um, so tune in next week. We'll be going over our pros and cons of shopping at goodwill for items uh mistakes we've made with purchases from goodwill our best flips from items we've sold from goodwill and our tips and tricks about how we source and look for items at a thrift store awesome also in our pipeline for upcoming episodes we will be talking about packaging about inventory systems in a one-bedroom apartment (laughs) we will be talking about my secret secret method maddie's secret method (laughs) and many other topics (laughs) yeah keep us posted if you guys have any ideas for topics you want us to discuss in the future we are all ears otherwise thank you so much for tuning in this week to sisters who posh bye tay love ya love you too bye